This is episode number 86. What you reveal, you heal. With Ashley Williams. Welcome. My name is Oleg Lohit, and this is the Overcoming Odds Podcast, where you get a glimpse into the stories of individuals who have overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving their personal success. This podcast was built by you and for you to help you overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving your full potential. Before we get into today's episode, I'd like to give a brief shout out to our review of the week, which comes from Nicole Zion Cox. I had the pleasure of coming on as a guest for Overcoming Odds. Oleg was a great host and made the interview so easy. I highly recommend listening to this podcast. Thank you so much, Nicole, for the great review. If you want to be featured on our review of the week, go ahead and leave us one on iTunes. Also, if you haven't checked out any of our upcoming events, including the one in New York City on September 28th called Turning Your Pain into our powerful message, feel free to do so at overcomingodds.today forward slash events. These are experiences created by other community members from the Overcoming Odds tribe, where you'll get a chance to hear stories from powerful speakers and opportunities to share your own story as well. Once again, for more information, please go to overcomingodds.today forward slash events. Now, let's get back to our guest. This week's conversation features Ashley Williams, leading millennial strategist, spokesperson, consultant, and global speaker for brands that want to reach other millennials. She helps brands create the right content, craft the right messages, and produce events that bring brands and millennials together. Without further ado, please welcome Ashley Williams. Welcome back to another episode of the Overcoming Ads Podcast. Today's guest, her name is Ashley Williams. Ashley, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Pleasure to be here. Absolutely. Thank you so much for connecting to begin with. I was uh, I was making I was making a joke with a friend of mine yesterday and we were saying how it takes so many different people that you have to connect with. And then beyond that, there's like a connection within the connection that you have to make to even start a conversation. So <laughs> so it's, a, it's all a journey. It's one thing, I think, to reach out to the person, but then when it's a whole other ballgame to actually like develop any form of relationship or connection with yeah. them. So we were just laughing how it's it literally is a numbers game. Like you got to reach it is. 100 in order to get 10 and then in order to yeah. get one phone call. <laughs> Yeah. And then you get that one, yes, whatever it is that you're trying mm-hmm. to get or like, you know, find out about, then you get it eventually and you mm-hmm. keep going. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the, the reason why I wanted to have you on our particular episode is I wanted to talk about this concept of purpose. And mm-hmm. you and I started to talk a little bit about it before and we're saying how, you know, for me, purpose, I think we all have it. And it really just boils down to kind of defining and refining it over time in order to better understand what that purpose is at a particular chapter or time of your life. Based on your experience, have you had a similar thing? And if so, like when did that really click for you as far as, okay, this is my purpose for this particular chapter, therefore I'm going to commit to it. 
And then as time goes on, I'll refine it as it goes. Yeah, I think that I love talking about purpose too. I think it's such a beautiful concept and idea and just how it's such a need for all of us to really dive into more, especially Mm -hmm. during this time in the world where there's so much going on all the time and people are looking um, for something greater and also to feel as if they are a part of something greater. For me, I think it really came into fruition for me with understanding how um, we all have like, I feel like we all have like one main purpose of being here, Mm -hmm. but I think there are multiple um, realms of that purpose. Like you're talking about in different stages of your life. And so for me, I felt like I really had that when I was working um, right out of college at NBC, but I think, um, I felt it a little bit during college, like at mm-hmm. different points that different internships or different, my different college years. But I think it really hit me more so at that time in my life. Cause I was really thinking about what it was that I really wanted to do and the direction that I was going in my career. I knew I really wanted to go into reporting. Um, and what I was doing, I don't necessarily think was going to get me there. I mean, I think it was helpful, of course. But I think that I, I had a choice I needed to make if I was going to stay at that particular, um, at that at NBC, or if I was going to go someplace else and try to figure it out and step into my purpose more. Mm-hmm. So that's that hit me because there were so many things that were kind of happening at that time. Um, and I felt like I was kind of getting peeled like an onion a little bit into mm-hmm. like my strengths, my weaknesses, my beliefs about what I thought was possible for my life or like, um, and I was meeting so many people too, who were also having these different imprints on my concept of myself or what was possible or like my purpose. So it's that, that really, that really took an impact on me. And I think the prelude though, up to that mm-hmm. was when I was in Africa. So right before I went to NBC, I had an opportunity to do journalism in South Africa for about two and a half months. And I met some really like life-changing individuals there who I still connect to to this day. And that really like grounded me into this concept of how we all are connected. We all have a purpose and people come into your life for like a season, a reason, something. And then the Mm -hmm. whole experience was like, boom, Mm kind of just exploded into that. Do you think there's an experience within your childhood that kind of triggered a lot of the desire that you wanted to follow this particular path? Yeah, I do. So when I was a teenager, I suffered with a lot of different issues like depression. I had two eating disorders. I was in, I did cutting. I mean, it was, I was very, I don't want to say like emo because I don't think that's the right term. And I feel like it kind of maybe kind of paints it as being a kind of not as serious as it was. I think mm-hmm. that I was trying to figure out a lot of things and I was dealing with a lot of, um, trying to figure out like who I was, I guess. And I, I had gone through a couple of different experiences with friends or like, um, with racial issues and, um, body issues and all these different things. And so when I was in high school, um, as I was getting better and like talking to like a counselor and, um, seeking help. And it's funny to me, not funny to me. It's interesting to me now that I can talk to you about this or I can talk to people about this now because there was a time in my life when I really didn't want to talk about this but I do believe now I'm healed from all of those things so it's time for me to share and to help other people who might be going through the same thing or other Mm -hmm. teens or young so um for me I felt like my healing was through writing or through um 
it ended up being video. My high school had a television station and I was just kind of randomly walking in the halls one day when I was a freshman and I ran into this TV studio and started talking to the television advisor and um, I loved the equipment. I just loved like the, the whole scene. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Like I should hmm. be here. I should be doing this. And then he would love my personality and he was like, why don't you try being like a host for our shows or something? And I was like, okay. And then I talked to him later. I was like, can I pitch a show? And he was like, sure. We have to talk to like the administration, the school administration about it, but I'm sure you could probably see. And turned out I did a show on teen issues overrated. We didn't do many episodes, but the idea of taking something that was so harmful for me are such a huge challenge for me and mm -hmm. what I learned and then bringing on other young people to talk about the same issue and what they were going through and how they got through it was so empowering to me. And so like that concept of how we each impact each other and how we each can help each other through what it is that we're going through. And that's where really I'm getting chilled as I'm talking to you about it right now. That's where I really found that that was my purpose and that I needed to go into journalism. Mm. It's so interesting that you bring that up because <clears throat> I firmly believe that in order you can help before you can help others heal, you have to be able to heal yourself. And there's so many tiers of that, just like you mentioned, the layers that you have to go through. You know, you started with writing and I'm sure all of the other components, such as um, even acting and things like that and conversations yeah. all played a role. Yep. Definitely. And so it just it just makes me think that when it comes to healing, there's so many different channels that you have to go through. But one of those channels that I've learned that has really helped is really just allowing other people to come into your life and creating a space within your heart or within some of the painful moments that you have and allowing them to ask you questions that you may not have never had a chance to ask yourself. And then that gives you, I think, a chance to start a dialogue where you can talk about a lot of the things that you just mentioned. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, so much so. And I think going, diving deeper. So the interesting part is like when I was in South Africa and I was one of my really good friends now, um, you know, I was talking to him about it, like how like different issues I had gone through as a kid and, and how, um, it shaped me. And, um, you know, he, like, he helped me to understand it more, kind of take a different perspective on it more and to mm -hmm. really see it as, you know, as much as it was a challenge, a blessing, because now that I was coming over it, like you're saying, I can help other people through that too. Mm -hmm. And what it was teaching me about life and how we all are so connected. Mm -hmm. Not to go back into um, that loop and, and relive some of the moments, but what were some of the things that you were struggling with for those who are listening that might be able to relate exactly as far as specific things, you know, you were mentioning race and everything else. Like, is there one in particular that was really a great challenge for you to work through? And if so, like, how, how did you ultimately end up getting to the other end of that? Yeah. So when I was um, about 12 years old or when I was 12, I got really like deathly sick and um, like I had no idea how I it was like the day or two days before I was just like a normal kid. And all of a sudden I had the flu. I had pneumonia. I had strep throat. I had like and there was so much for my body to handle that mm -hmm. I went into toxic shock. And like the doctor said that if I waited a couple more days that I would have died. Uh, to go to the hospital. Anyways, my parents taking me. So when I got back after that, I felt like a lot of my friends, because I was out of school for about a month or two months, and a lot of my friends had changed. And I knew there were kind of like these racial issues already going on. And I was in a predominantly Caucasian school. I was um, like one of few minorities there. 
but I really felt it more when I returned. Um, and I don't know what exactly, you know, happened, but I, I guess, or maybe I was just a different person. I don't know, but I, I felt like I was, um, an outsider and mm. that really disturbed me and also made me think, um, you know, like, why am I here? Because I just died at that point in time as mm-hmm. well, almost just, died. um, and I was dealing with all these different issues with friends. And also at that time, I guess, cause you're kind of, you're in your development stage, quote unquote, where you're like, form all these things are going on. And I was trying to figure out like, why am I here? Like, God, like all these things are happening to me. Like you saved me, but then I'm dealing with all these issues with my friends with, um, figuring out like, and I was only 12. But I was such a, like, I guess like a deep thinker at that time or something. I don't know if deep thinker is the right word, but I was always really retrospective um, about things. And so, um, so then I ended up having to go to a different school because I had so many issues there and I was so depressed about what was going on that I went to all minority school, but then because I wasn't quote unquote, like, I guess whatever the term is minority enough or whatever that situation was, mm-hmm. all of a sudden I was cast there. So it was like, why ever just like <laughs> fit in? Um, and particularly I was, I was very articulate at the time. Um, cause I always, I like that was just how I speak and like I never really fit in that much so I kind of felt like an outcast then so I was still trying to figure out like why what is my purpose why am I here but turned mm-hmm. out like my what got me into going into journalism and broadcast and blah 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 so I needed that but it was those situations where I felt like I never was enough right like here I wasn't enough and then for some reason I lost friends here and then another situation I never was enough so it's always these feelings of not being enough mm-hmm. which I think into my um, eating disorders, my cutting, my depression, never feeling like I was enough and trying to obtain that. Mm-hmm. It's a very interesting story that you share. And the reason why is because it, it just makes me think of how in both of our cases and so many of the other listeners, we've had so many different things that happen. And I think at mm-hmm. the end of the day, all those things are just labels that we yeah. um, use to better understand the things that are happening to us. So in your case, the person that you are today and the things that you have worked through, how do you view different labels? I feel like labels are just these conceptions that we've placed on ourselves, to be quite honest with you. I don't think, I think we're all just who we're meant to be and who mm-hmm. we're manifesting ourselves to be and becoming. And I think when we put labels on each other, we, we harm each other so much from what especially people who are more in these very delicate situations or going through hard times, you know, and, and challenges, it only makes it much more um, cumbersome for them to have to figure, figure out how they get through it or to mm-hmm. feel like they're alone. So the labels are only lack. They're just they're causing more people to lack more and also the connection to mm-hmm. be broken. Mm-hmm. Final mm-hmm. thought for today's episode. And this is a question that I ask all of our guests, and that is, who or what are you grateful for today? I am particularly grateful for my parents, um, for always being by my side, even when I probably driven them crazy at times. <laughs> but they have continued to really um, believe in me and to encourage me and support me. And um, I'm especially also grateful to every single person who has come in my life who's made me feel that I was enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to get emotional but who's basically been able to help me believe in myself when I couldn't believe in myself Mm. or who's shown me there is always a way or what is possible 
that love is possible, that um, belief, all the beautiful things that the world has to offer are still there. So. Yeah. Ashley, how do people find you and what are some of the things that you have coming up? Yeah, so they can find me on my social media at Ash and Will. It's usually the same across. On Facebook, it's your favorite millennial. Um, and also on Rizar, our my company's platform. Um, upcoming, we're planning on redeveloping our platform and also um, expanding more, getting more creators, and really having more conversations around these these type of issues or um, mm-hmm. concepts and purpose. But I think they're definitely more needed in today's world. Mm. Well, thank you so much for being a guest on our show. Thank you for sharing your story and everything that you've been through and ultimately how you've been able to heal through it all. I think it's an important perspective for people to know that at the end of the day, they're not alone and that there's no challenge or obstacle too great to overcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And it's such a amazing platform that you have. So congrats to you on um, creating this. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you all for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you haven't done so already, feel free to subscribe to our monthly newsletter so you can receive all of the latest episodes, featured stand-up and speak-up stories, and ways you can be involved with Overcoming Odds. Once again, we thank you for listening, and we look forward to having you next week.